24 hours every day, 168 hours every week. Since there's a pretty good chance you're watching this in church and assuming you were on time and don't get up and leave early, you're probably going to spend about one hour here. And that leaves 167 hours throughout the week to use how we choose. Studies show we spend about 54 hours each week sleeping and about 8 hours eating. That's followed up with about 1 hour 45 minutes on the toilet. <laughs> per week. Oh, but that's for men. We spend roughly 15 hours on email and adults are averaging about 73 hours per week screen time. Wow! Every week we spend about 10 hours in the car and about 43 hours at our jobs. And did you know we spend on average a measly 8 minutes a week brushing our teeth compared to the recommended 28 minutes a week? Ew! Studies also show that we'll spend on average 62 minutes complaining this week and we'll only laugh about 42 minutes. Compare that to the 1950s where we laughed a whopping two hours each week. I think it's time we cheer up. It's got to make you think, where do I spend my 167 hours? Hey, hey, it's me again. <laughs> hey, we're so glad you guys have joined us today. We are wrapping up today this really short series that we call 167. And if you missed last week, I would encourage you to go back and watch uh, last week's message because uh, it talks a lot about, and what we learned last week is that we have 167 hours, right, from the time we leave here on Sunday morning until the time that we came back. And I hope that you maximize those 167 hours this past week. But last week we learned that it's in those 167 hours where you and I have a chance to live out our faith in a way that we believe will show our community that we are for them. So we talked about how you and I can personally live out our faith in the 167. Today we're going to talk about how we can use part of our 167 together collectively as a church to make sure that what you and I are experiencing on Sunday morning is the best possible experience for our guest. For our guest. And here's why this is important, okay? If we do what we talked about last week, right, right? When we, when we live out our faith in a way during 167, where people get a taste of what we believe and what we're for, we believe it's going to become attractive to people. Remember us talking about this? And eventually they're going to become curious about what you believe and what we believe as a church that eventually they're going to show up here on Sunday morning. And when they do, we want to make sure that they have the best possible experience. Now, what you may not know is that God intended for each of you sitting in these chairs to play a part in exactly that. You're thinking, me? No, not me. No, you. God actually has a part for all of us to play to make sure that when our guests show up, they can learn what it means to discover how to receive Jesus' love and then to be able to share that with other people. That's our mission statement here at the summit, to receive and share the love of Jesus. Now, if today you are a guest of ours, or maybe you're kind of kicking the tires on church uh, we're so glad you're here. Special welcome to you. But I just want to say this. This, is, this service, this message is going to be a little bit different from the things that we usually talk about because this message is really geared toward those of us who call the summit their home, right? Okay, but I also believe that there's no accident that you're here because you can walk away today 
with knowing a little bit behind the scenes on why we do some of the things that we do here at this church and how you can get involved when God uh, leans into you and asks you to get involved. So you may not know this, but every single week, there's over 400 volunteer hours collectively. Every single week, there's over 400 collective hours served so that you can experience what you're experiencing right now. Can you believe that? 400 hours. Now, whether those hours take place during the week with people prepping things in the office or getting things ready for Sunday, or maybe those 400 hours add up because there's people who come here and pull trailers early on Sunday morning, and they show up and set all of this stuff up. They put the chairs out that you're sitting in right now. Or maybe they serve by brewing coffee and getting that ready for you. Or they serve on one of our guest services teams. Or maybe they're serving in any of our family ministries that take place all day on Sunday between Peak, Kid Summit, or Impact. There's over 400 hours served every single week. Now, I want to pause and say we're four years into this, and that's happening. And I just want to say thank you. My goodness, I can't believe that that happens each and every single week, thank you to all of you who are doing your part to make sure that what we experience on Sunday morning, to make sure what our guests are experiencing on Sunday morning is the best possible experience. You make the Summit Church what it is. And there's no way possible that we could do any of this without you. Trust me. I mean, we, we couldn't hire enough staff. We couldn't afford to hire enough staff to do this. And what we're going to find today is that it's actually hiring staff to do this is not the way God intended for this to actually happen. No, it actually involves all of us doing our part. See, there was this guy in the New Testament. His name is Paul, okay? You guys heard of this guy named Paul? Paul actually wrote a good part of the New Testament. And one of the things Paul was known for is that when you read a lot of the things that Paul wrote, he actually wrote letters to churches to encourage them because the churches were in their early years and they were just getting started, figuring all this stuff out. And Paul was this guy who, who would write and say, hey, let me tell you, this is actually the way it's meant to be. This is actually the way you should be doing church. He was trying to encourage them and making sure that they were able to do all that God had called them to do. And Paul writes a letter to a church in Corinth. And we're going to read from that today, Okay. And Paul is actually talking about what we're talking about today. And he starts off by talking about the human body, okay? So don't get weird and everything. But here's what Paul had to say. Check this out. 1 Corinthians 12, 14. He says, yes, the body has many parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part where he wants it. God has put each part where he wants it. So what Paul is saying here is that Okay, the God that created everything, he created all the heavens, all of the earth, all the universe. He created you and me. And the day that he put the human body, right, he made the human body, he put every single part in the body for a reason. It's not like God was just sitting around going, oh, you know what, there's, there's a few extra bolts and screws over there. I, you know, just throw them in there just in case one day they may need that, right? 
No, the Creator put everything in the body for a reason to play a part. And what we're going to find is that Paul kind of transitions this talk. He, he uses stories like this so that people can understand, so you and I can understand today as we're reading this. And he starts to compare the human body to the local church. Now remember, he's writing this letter to a church there in Corinth. And here's, here's how he follows this up. Look at this. We're going to jump forward here to verse 27. He says, all of you, what is that? All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Paul is saying, hey, look, all of us as a church, all of you at the Summit Church are a part of Christ's body. And just in the same way that the, the foot has a job to do with the human body, and just as the same way as the ear has a part to play, the ear needs to be an ear, right, and not to be an eye. In the same way that every part of the body has a purpose, so do you and I. He says, all of us, each of you. Now, I know some of you are freaking out right now. You're like, oh, gosh, this is that day where he's going to ask me to do something, right? Yes. Here's why this is important. As grateful as I am to all the people who are making the summit what it is today, and it's helping us to be able to do the things that God is allowing us to do in those 400 hours that get served each and every week to make sure that you have the best possible experience here. You need to know today that this body isn't functioning the way God meant for it to function. See, can you imagine if we were to prepare our bodies for a marathon and then only half of the body worked? I mean, we'd be like, that's crazy. No, we need the full body to work when we run a marathon. It's the same thing when it comes to the church. Our potential is so great in our community. Our potential is so great to make sure that when these people show up on Sunday, that they have the best possible experience, but it's going to take the whole body, all of us, working together to make sure that that happens each and every week. Now, Here's why this is so important. And I alluded to it just a little bit at the beginning uh, of my message is that I believe as you and I do what we talked about last week, as we live our lives, we live out our faith during the 167 in a way that shows our community that we are for them, in a way that God has called us to action. Remember, we looked at James and what James had to say last week, that it's not enough for us just to hear that we have to begin to put things into action See, I believe as you, and, as you and I begin to do that even more in our communities, people are going to become so curious. They might not believe what we believe, right, about who Jesus is and what he's done for them. They might not even understand it. Yeah, they might have a bad taste about church. All they might have ever known up until this point is what the church is against. But see, as you and I get better and better of showing the community what we are for, I believe people are going to be like, huh? What is, what is that all about? I, I've, I've never seen a church do what you guys are doing. And I think they're going to become curious, and they're going to eventually show up on Sunday morning. And here's what I know about you and what I know about me. You see, is when you and I get to the point to where we're living our lives in a way that we're investing into our community, we're investing into people who maybe have a bad taste in their mouth about church, or maybe they don't believe in God, as we begin to invest into them, and then one day we have the opportunity to maybe to invite them 
to come here on Sunday morning and experience what you and I get to experience week in and week out. That Sunday that they show up for the very first time and you're standing out there waiting on them, you're like, hey, I'll meet you outside, I'll wait on you, we'll sit together, right? See, something happens in you that day. See, your perspective begins to change. And here's what I mean. See, when you've invested into somebody and they show up for the first time, you move from just being an attendee of this church to now being an owner of this church. And you begin to see everything that we do here in a different light. Because now you've got something invested into what we do. Now you're an owner of what God is doing here. And you begin to see everything different. And I had the light bulb go off, the light bulb go off for me years back for the very first time. I'll never forget that weekend. It was back in Kernersville, and I had invited somebody to come and experience. And I had been invested into this person. I had been praying for this person. I'm like, man, you just got to come check it out. And I'll never forget the day that I looked out and I saw them coming. They didn't even tell me they were coming, but I saw them coming. And man, I was freaking out. You know what I mean? I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. They're here. They're here. They're here for the very first time. And, what, and I wanted to run up to greeters and be like, hey, bring your A game today. My friend is here today. And you don't understand what he's been going through. You don't know how skeptical he is about the church. See, he had a bad church experience in his past, and ever since then, he walked away and he said, I don't want no part of that church thing. I don't want no part of that God thing. And he doesn't have a relationship with God, and he's here today for the very first time, and I want him to have the best possible experience that he can. And some of you are going, you're sitting there right now going, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. See, when that's happened for you, when you've invested into somebody, you now become an owner. Man, you see everything in a different light. You know what I'm talking about, right? We get nervous. We think, oh, my goodness, I hope so-and-so is singing that song today. I love when they sing that song. Man, I hope they have enough volunteers in the parking lot. Man, I hope they have enough volunteers to pull those little wagons because my friend, my neighbor would love that, Right? That would just connect with them. Man, I hope they have enough volunteers in the family ministry because those kids have hated church and you don't have any idea what they've been through in their life. And I just hope they have enough people in there today to be able to love on them and to invest into their lives. But see, here's the truth. Is that reality of the way I felt that day and the way maybe you have felt that day, that reality happens every single Sunday. In fact, we have a sign on our Volunteer Central that says, today is somebody's first Sunday. Just to remind our volunteers that every single Sunday we have to bring our A-game. And that's happening each and every week. And some spouse has been praying for so long, maybe for months or for years, for their husband or for their wife to come to church with them. Some mom has been praying, man, I just hope that my kids actually like this place. And see, we want to make sure that we can all use part of our 167 to make sure that our guests have the best possible experience. And Paul said, it's going to take all of us. And I'm telling you, you have no idea how God can use you and I to be able to impact generations to come. And I believe today there is just one thing that's really just standing in the way of us being able to operate at our full capacity, and it's one word, 
It's our willingness to say this word right here. Yes. It's our willingness today to say, yes, I will do my part. Yes, God gave me this gift or this talent or, or yes, I don't know what my gifts and talents are, but I'm saying yes to figuring out where God would want me to make sure that this church is operating at its full potential, to its full body, so that when our guests show up, they have the very best possible experience. Have you ever thought about how you and I today are experiencing what we're experiencing? How you and I have been impacted today because of somebody else's yes? You ever thought about that? Let me give you a little history about this church. See, this church started back in 2000, the year 2000, okay? 17 years ago on Easter Sunday. And there was around 16 families who set out to start this church because they thought there could be a place for people to be able to come and experience God in a new and a refreshing way that was different from what they had ever experienced. People who had been turned off from church, they wanted to start a church where they would feel welcome to come. And these 16 families said, yes. They said, yes, I'll do my part to make sure that the Summit Church starts. Look, this is, this is what it looked like. Check this out. That was one of the peak classrooms over at Southeast Middle School because we met at Southeast Middle School for eight years. So meeting in the school was nothing new to us. Check out this picture. That's how we used to carry things in, like that, right? Now, if you're part of our setup teams, we got these nice cases and all this kind of stuff that every store's in. But see, these guys, they said yes. They said, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll do my part. Can you imagine if you would have told those 16 families, hey, listen, if you'll just say yes today, here's what's going to happen. Over seven, or 17 years later, the summit's going to have three locations, and each and every weekend there's going to be nearly 3,000 people who are going to show up and experience God in a new and refreshing way because of your yes. Hey, thousands of people are going to join us each and every weekend online at our online location because of your yes. Can you imagine if you would have told them that? They'd have been like, yes, I'll do it. Let me do it. Get out of the way, right? They would have never thought about how God could use their yes to impact not only the lives then and there, but the lives for the years to come, the thousands of lives who have been impacted because of their yes. And in these 17 years, people have been saying yes all along the way. This location started because there was a group of people who said, yes, I'll be willing to go. Yes, I'll be willing to give toward that. Yes, I'll do my part to make sure that we have a location over in Oak Ridge so that the Northwest community can know that there is a group of people that is for them because God is for them. See, they had no idea how their yes would impact generations to come. And that was their time. I believe today it is our time. I believe today it is our time to say, yes, yes, I'll do my part. I'll make sure that everybody has the best possible experience. Now, we've been talking a lot about how people will be impacted because of your yes, but the part that we haven't even gotten to yet is the part that I really want to finish with today is that 
you have no idea how God will impact your life through your yes. See, I believe there's only certain things that God can do in your life and through you when you're willing to say yes and step in to making sure that the church is operating at its full potential by saying, you know what, I'll volunteer. I'll say yes. I'll do my part. I don't know what that looks like. In fact, I would go as far as to say this. You'll never know what the church can do for you until you experience what the church can do through you. You'll never know what the church can do for you until you experience what the church can do through you, through your yes, through your willingness to say, I'll, I'll do my part. See, God wants to do something in your life that he can't do yet until, until you say yes. Now, you expect me to say this, right, because I'm the pastor guy, right? Let, let, me, let me read something to you. Here, here is, I asked two people to tell me what has God done in their life since they said yes. Ross Sickmiller is a Kids Summit small group leader. That's our K through fifth elementary age uh, ministry over here that meets in the cafeteria. He said, I thought I was saying yes to me offering something to kids, but it actually has become what they offer me. It is the friendly smile they give and their expression when they see me on Sunday morning. One of the biggest highlights for me was getting to talk through a young man asking Jesus to be his savior right there in Kid Summit. Can you imagine that? I was able to be there the day he was baptized and make his declaration about his decision to follow Jesus. Had I not said yes to volunteering, I would have missed out on all the joy that came from that moment. He said, it would be easy to sit back today and assume that someone else will say yes but you will never know the difference that you can make until you decide to get involved. I believe God is just waiting to bless you, but you have to put yourself in the position to receive that blessing. You may be the only Jesus that someone will ever see. Simply say yes today. And then Beth Famorca, who is a small group leader in our impact ministry, which is our student ministry, says this. She says, I have found a new appreciation for my community. I have made many new friendships with the families of my small groups. The joy that I experience while serving arises from watching my small group, quote, get it. That moment when God reaches them clearly and they begin to ask questions on a whole new level of growth and understanding. She says, if you need a nudge today to get started serving, know that God establishes the work of your hands, making it impossible to fail. This church will pour into you pray over you, and love you with Christ-like love. I am blessed beyond measure to serve knowing this level of love. See, here, here's what I know. I think it's easy for us. We, we, we come here on Sunday, and we, we drive in, and we get parked, right? And there's always volunteers. There's always coffee made, and it's hot for you, right? And you come in here, and all this is all done, Right? And I think it's easy to look around and you go, wow, they got it going on, right? I mean, they must have everything they need, right? They, they don't need me. They don't need me. They, they got it all going on. Can I just tell you today that that couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth? I don't like to use the word need a lot because I believe God's going to provide every one of our needs. But I also know that what Paul says is true. That the body works best when all of us are doing our part. 
And we actually need you to get involved. Here, look at, look at this. Right now in our family ministries alone, this is Peak, Kid Summit, and Impact. We need 43 new volunteers to say yes today. 43 new volunteers. 43 people saying, yes, I'm willing to make sure that when those kids show up for the very first time, they have the best possible experience. I'm willing to say yes to make sure that when that student who is dealing with God knows what at school, that when they come to Impact on Sunday night, they have the best possible experience. I'm willing to say yes. Right now in our video and tech department, those guys that are right back right there right now pushing buttons, that are holding cameras, zooming in on my pretty face, right? Those guys right now, all those people, they need 13 new volunteers today. And if you're a tech geeky kind of guy, I mean, this is the perfect place for you to say yes today. Right now in our setup team, the people who, who get up early on Sunday morning and they show up and they help us load all this in and set it all up. Our guest services team, people who park, who brew coffee. I mean, who wouldn't want to brew coffee? You get to drink coffee while you're brewing coffee. I mean, it's the most amazing thing in the world. The people who greet and pull wagons in or usher people in and make sure they can find a seat. We need 42 new volunteers to say yes today. 42 new volunteers. See, I would say that this body isn't operating yet at its full potential. It's not. And we actually need you to get involved and to say yes today. So here's what we're going to do. I think today... You guys are sitting there and you're going, you know what? I love this church. I, I really believe a lot of you go, I love this church. I, I love what God is doing through the Summit Church. And I really do believe that most of you are sitting there going, I want to make sure that this church is operating at its full potential. The church should operate at its full potential, right? And I believe for the most part, you're even saying, you know what? I, I'm willing to say yes, but I don't even know how, I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what God has gifted me to do. Well, today we're going to help you. Today, we're going to help you say yes. Today, we're going to help you say yes. Here's what's going to happen. We planned this service special, and like I told you, it's so much different from anything that we've ever done before, but we want to give you an opportunity. We think this is so important to make sure that when our guests show up, they have the best possible experience, that we want to make sure that we don't leave here today without you having an opportunity to say yes, because we believe God is going to begin to do things in your life that he can only do through your yes. So here's what we're going to do. Coming forward right now, there's some volunteers. They're coming, coming down, kind of like what we did with communion. Our ushers are going to come forward. They're going to pass a bucket, okay? And if currently you are not serving in any ministry, uh, ministry here at the summit on Sunday morning or through the week in our offices, here's what I'll ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to take this card, okay? It's a real simple card. It looks like this. It looks just like this right here. It asks for your name, your email, and your phone number. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask you to say yes, and you guys can go ahead and start passing those buckets. That'd be awesome. Here's what we're going to do. If you're not serving, would you take a pen out? Would you take one of these cards? And would, and would you go ahead and write this information down and say, I'm willing to say yes today. I'm willing to do my part today to make sure that this church has all it needs to be able to operate. I don't even know what I'm saying yes to. Yeah, I know. I know. It's okay. We're going to help you figure that out. And here's what's going to happen, okay, here in just a few minutes. We're going to let you go early. What? I know. Isn't that crazy? We're not letting you go early so you can go get in your car and leave, okay? Don't get so excited. Here's what we're going to ask you to do. Outside, we've set up three different ministry booths, okay? You guys ever been to like a tool show or a job fair? Think of it something like that, right? 
So here's what's going to happen. You're going to go out there, and we've got volunteers at all of these different booths to represent all of our different ministries. And you can go up and you can ask them any questions you would like to ask about one of those areas, about how you can get involved to make sure that people have the best possible experience, okay? And there's these big posters on these, on these um, you'll see there's pallets, there's pallet walls. There's these big posters up there. And on, on those posters, it says, saying yes to Kids Summit means this. And there'll be all these different adjectives. And I guarantee you when you see it, you're going to be like, man, I love to play with Legos. Who would have ever thought that I got to play with Legos at church, right? I mean, when you say yes to Kids Summit, that might be the case. Or when you say yes to the peak, you're saying yes to the little babies who are going to giggle and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, every once in a while they might cry, but most of the time it's giggles. I mean, it's church, right? But you're saying yes to that. Or if it's another environment, you're saying yes to this. And then there's going to be these cards. There's these cards that are posted all over the walls, and there's going to be some pictures there for you to be able to see what it looks like in those ministries. But on that wall, there's going to be a card that says, like this one says, peak. It says, role is setup team. Frequency, twice a month. Time, 7 a.m., and it gives you just a little bit of a description, right? I lost you at 7 a.m., didn't I? It's Okay. Not everybody can do 7 a.m., all right? We have teardown teams, too, that come back uh, in the afternoon or at night. But this is just an example of one card. Here's what I ask you to do. You're going to go out there. You're going to find one of these cards that, that fits you and walk around and find your part. If God made you to be an ear, don't try to be an eye, okay? You ain't helping the body none if you're in the wrong place. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You're going to turn your card in to one of the volunteers. You're going to take a card down. You're going to find one that you like, and you're going to turn your card in. You're going to exchange cards with one of our volunteers, and they're going to get a little bit of information about what you're signing up for. And then over the next 48 hours, we're going to contact you. And here's what's going to happen is we're going to ask you to give us four weekends, just four, okay? Four weekends over the next eight to ten weeks to connect in that ministry environment. Okay, And then at the end of those four weeks, if you're like, no way, that is not me, I didn't sign up to do that, that's okay. We're going to help you find the right place. We're not going to give up on this process because I believe that God has something for you that he can only do through your yes. So you've got your card that looks like this one, right? Put your name, your email, your phone number. And here in just a minute, we're going to let you go. We're letting you go early, right? And you're going to go out there. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Will you not bother the kids' ministries yet? Okay, because they know we're doing this. Would you just let your kids stay there just for a few minutes? They know we're, we're going to be doing this, and they're, they're already investing into your kids. There's already a group of volunteers over there right now doing that. All right, you ready? I'm going to pray, and we're going to go do this. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your word today from, from Paul. Thank you for just the example of what he gave there for the church in Corinth, God, and even for us today as the Summit Church. God, I pray today that right now, that you would help all of us do our part to make sure that this church is operating at its full capacity. God, I also know that right now there is an enemy, Satan's trying to deter, distract in every way possible for us to say yes today. God, I call against that right now and rebuke it. And I pray today that we would say yes. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, you are dismissed to go outside and find a spot. <laughs>